reduce the amount of thinking that the host has to do and you will see your acceptance rates skyrocket. Hello and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode on The Lucy Liu Show. This is your host, Lucy Liu, and I'm really excited because today's topic is all about growing your business and making more with podcast guesting. I love podcasting myself and also guesting on other podcasts. But of course, today I have an expert just for this topic. My special guest today is Kelly Moser. She is a soulful business strategist, top 1% business podcast host of the Aligned Success Show and podcast guesting expert, helping entrepreneurs go from being the hidden gem to thought leaders through guesting on other podcasts. Welcome, welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me, Lucy. I'm so grateful to be here. So we connected through Podmatch. I am a paid Podmatch professional member, and you are an even higher tier elite member. So I love Podmatch, and I take it that you love the platform too. I love Podmatch. It has completely transformed. I think it's transforming the entire podcasting industry, which is so awesome. I also love the team that runs Podmatch. They're such great people. So I am a huge Podmatch fan for life. (laughs) Okay. So for those of you who might not be familiar with Podmatch, it's kind of like a dating site that matches hosts with guests. And I'll link that in the show notes. But are you mainly using that now? Or where else do you find your guesting opportunities, Kelly? I definitely use Podmatch, but there are so many different places that you can find awesome shows to guest on. So I'd love to share a couple of different resources that are totally free because Podmatch does have an investment. If you're not ready to make the investment, there's a few things that you can do for free to just find the right shows for you to guest on. The first is to use a website called listennotes.com. This is such a great platform. It's basically a podcast search engine. So you can go on to listen notes. You can type in your, if there's a keyword that you love to speak about, if there's an adjacent word that's like in your same niche, but not exactly what you talk about, that's a really helpful tool. So let's say you are a dietitian. You mainly focus on helping people heal their hormones through their diet. You can go into listen notes and type in like, let's say fitness, because if a podcast covers health and wellness, they're probably likely to cover nutrition and diet and exercise too. So you can type in fitness and you'll get a giant list of podcasts that are right in your niche. You could type in diet. You could type in health and wellness. If you have a um, specific client avatar, if there's one unique word or key phrase about who your ideal client is or your ideal listener, you can type it right into listen notes and it'll generate an awesome list for you of podcasts. And then you can just take one podcast that feels like a good fit from that list. And then you can plug that into the search engine and you can do that forever. (laughs) It'll just give you this incredible endless list of great shows to guest on. And then you'll have to go and, you know, listen to those shows, make sure that you're a good fit to add value to their audience, make sure that there's alignment between the audience that you want to connect with and that show's audience. And then you'll have to find their contact information on their website. So that's one great tool to use. And you can start building a list really, really quickly that way. ChatGPT is also a great place to search for podcasts. Keep in mind that it's not up to the minute. 
it only has, you know, data. I can only search data up until 2021. So just keep that in mind. You'll need to cross-reference and make sure that shows are still active. But you can go to ChatGPT and type in, please give me a list of 20 podcasts that would be perfect for, and then you can insert your niche. You can specify how large you want the audience to be, big, medium, small. And this is a great place to get a list of podcasts as well. So those are two places I would recommend starting and they're both totally free. Yeah, I am totally in love with both of them. I use both of them myself. Do you? Yeah, I love that. that. So once you find these podcasts to be on, and then obviously we're going to send a pitch, what would you say are the key elements of a good pitch? This is such a good question. And I think for everyone who's sending a pitch, if you've ever sent a pitch and anything that I'm about to share with you, if, if you go, oh no, I did something that maybe I shouldn't have done, that's okay. Forgive yourself. You can do it better moving forward. The number one thing that I see done wrong in pitches that I want to make sure everybody listening remembers to fix and switch. What I see a lot of people do is they make the pitch all about them and all about how great they are and how credentialed they are and how special they are. You really want to flip that on its head and say, what if I remove myself from the center of this narrative completely? And instead, I think about the audience and I put them at the center of the narrative. And I think about the show and the host and I put them at the center. And I think about what are the audience's challenges. You can usually find out what the audience's challenges are by listening to other episodes of the podcast, by going and just reading the description on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, where the host talks about the audience and what the show aims to do for the audience. And you can also take a pretty good guess at what the host might be struggling with or finding challenging, like growing their audience or coming up with great content. And so instead of positioning yourself as the smartest and the best and the most successful and the brightest and the most credentialed, I really invite you to just think about how can I position myself as the solution to the audience's problems and to the podcast problems. And that's going to help you find collaborations that truly feel like they're benefiting both sides and not just you trying to get something from someone that doesn't want to give it to you. Yeah, true, true. What other mistakes have you seen when people are pitching? Another mistake that I see in pitching a lot is just that the pitch is too long. It's just too wordy. It's got your whole life story in there. It's got your whole resume in there. You really don't need to include that many words. You want to leave something to the imagination. You want to just deliver the exactly only what they need to know in order to make a decision about having you on the show or not. And you can leave everything else out. You can cover that when you actually book the show and you're having a conversation with them. The other thing that I see a lot of people do is they'll suggest these really broad general topics. So they'll say, Lucy, I can come on your show and I can talk about, you know, marketing. I can talk about sales. I can talk about starting a podcast too many really, really big, broad topics. What I would encourage you to do instead is to think of one really great specific conversation that you can have and present that and make sure that it's something that that audience is probably thinking about on at least a weekly basis, a conversation, a problem, a challenge that you can help them solve and make it about that one conversation so that the only decision a host has to make is, yes, I want this person on my show to talk about this topic or no, I don't think this is going to be a fit for my audience reduce the amount of thinking that the host has to do and you will see your acceptance rates skyrocket. Yes, yes, I love that. When I see a long pitch, I'm like, oh my good Lord, that's like a whole (laughs) book of life story. I don't have time for reading that, right? So true. And it's not because you don't want to, it's not because you don't care. It's just because you probably get so many pitches and they come Mm. across your desk. You want to, you know, make sure that you're utilizing your time wisely and people just don't have the time to read something that's that long. So their eyes glaze over 
just make it really clear. I love bullet points. Go back and read through your pitch and cut out 50% of it. I promise you can get the job done in very few words if you're really optimizing every sentence. Yeah, I really like it when the pitch comes with questions, even though like my podcast is a free flow, like we can go anywhere, right? But the questions gives me an idea of what you really like to talk about, like what topics and answers can you provide for the audience? A hundred percent. And when someone does that, they're also kind of helping you do your job. So you don't have to spend three hours preparing for an interview because they've already told you, hey, here's the best questions you can ask me. Here's the best answers I can give you. Just gives a little bit more context to the value that you can offer. And I love to hear that that's something that you like receiving as a host because I think sometimes people are afraid to include that because they don't want to be stepping on the host's toes. Trust me, a host is going to ask you whatever they want to ask you, but it doesn't hurt to include some really good questions so they don't have to do as much thinking and preparation. Yeah, totally. I love that. Okay, so we have the pitch, but many entrepreneurs are scared, right? They, they're they trying to get ready for their bigger stages, bigger audiences, and they start experiencing imposter syndrome. What are your top tips to shift their mindset when they are going out for these opportunities? This is such a good question. It's something that no matter how many followers you have, how many stages you've spoken on, how many guest interviews you've done, you will bump up against your edge where you will start to feel a little bit of imposter syndrome creep in. It's totally normal. That's the first thing. It doesn't matter how successful you are, how famous you are. There's always a threshold where you will feel like you're pushing that edge. So the number one mindset shift that I recommend for people who are feeling this way is if you're feeling this way, there's a pretty good chance that you are thinking about your visibility opportunities as a reward for your success instead of as a tool to help you create more success and more impact and more freedom. And just that tiny little tweak thinking about, cause your brain will always find a reason why you're not ready for that reward, or you don't deserve that reward, or you don't deserve that spot or whatever it is. But if you start to think about it as, listen, this, me getting seen in front of more people, me serving more people, that's a tool, not just to help myself, but to help other people too. So if it can be a tool instead of a reward, that is going to make such a difference in how you show up, in how you approach these conversations. And if you can think about them more as a collaboration rather than like winning a spot on a thing or on a stage or on a show, if you can really articulate how you will add value, how you can help the show grow, how who you're going to promote the show to, how you're going to share about the episode, it's going to feel a lot more like an even exchange. And you're going to feel less of that imposter syndrome. And then the last thing I'll share about imposter syndrome is if you can remember that a host is only going to say yes to you if they really genuinely believe that you are ready for that show and you are ready for that opportunity and you are ready to serve that audience. So there's a little bit of trust involved too. Is It's trusting the person who's reading your pitch to know their audience and know exactly what they're looking for. And if they say yes, You got to trust them. You got to trust that they know who they are ready for and who they want to talk to. And if that's you, that's awesome. And I really am a believer that you'll only kind of get the opportunities that you're truly ready for. So it can feel stretchy and that's good. The stretch is the growth. So if you're feeling imposter syndrome, it's a sign that you are growing, which is always a good thing. 
Yeah, I totally love that. And really, the size of your following does not matter. I've had guests with, you know, half a million followers. I've had guests with a hundred followers. And trust me, we stalk you first. <laughs> we know you are remarkable. I mean, every guest that I've had who had told me they were nervous to come on the show, they blow me away with golden wisdom and nuggets left and right. So it's just that no matter how powerful you are, you might temporarily forget your power and feel the imposter syndrome, but that's totally normal. Totally normal. And I love that as a host, you've shared with us that to you, it doesn't matter if they've got 500,000 followers or 500 followers or 50 followers, because I think as a collective, we're starting to recognize that follower count doesn't really mean that much. Maybe a few years ago, it had a lot of, you know, came with a lot of prestige if you had a lot of followers. And now people recognize that you can be an expert and have 50 followers. You can have, you can deliver life-changing value. Your follower count has almost nothing to do with how much value you're going to be able to share. So I'm so happy that there are hosts out, out there like you who see that and who recognize that. And also I think sometimes who people who have you know, maybe not the biggest following or the biggest community think, oh, you know, that's going to hold me back from unlocking some of these big opportunities. Listen, I'll tell you as a host, sometimes the people that have the larger following don't actually show up to really support the episode and share about the episode because a lot of times they don't need to. They don't, you know, the person who's got fewer followers and is really actively trying to grow a community and make a name for themselves, they're a lot more motivated to share the episode. So if it actually could really work to your advantage, if you are a, if you have a smaller following, but you're committed and you're explicit about how you're going to show up and share the episode, that goes so much farther than someone with 500,000 followers who never met, never makes a peep about the episode, never mentions it once. You never hear from them again. So the, the hosts who really get it will recognize that if you're leading with generous action, it really doesn't matter how big your following is. There's so much truth in that. And I, I've had a guest once who was on the show and she was not on Instagram at all, but she was very active on Facebook and it was her first podcast episode ever. And she was thrilled and she shared with her Facebook community. And that episode had a really, really high listening rate. Mm -hmm. So it's, you just never know, right? A hundred percent. It really is more about the energy that you bring, the spirit of collaboration that you bring, and your followers can never dictate that. So you can really, you can reach a lot of people if you have a small following, but you're really scrappy and you're determined to share that episode with as many people, even if it's just walking down your street and knocking on your neighbor's doors and being like, listen, I was just on this podcast. It would mean so much to me if you just listened and left a rating and a review for this podcast. Could you do that for me? That's, that's so much more effort and so much more generosity than so many people lead with. So you have the network, you have the connections, you can tap into 20 people, even if you don't have a big following and every download really matters as a podcaster. I think we pro both probably would agree that every single person listening to the show makes such a difference. And especially if that person could turn into a lifelong listener and maybe six months from now, they share about the, uh, the podcast on their social media with their following. And that's really how a show is built one by one. And I think really seasoned podcasters understand that and they appreciate every effort that's made. Yes, absolutely. We appreciate every single download. 
every download, every share, every comment, it really is. That's how you, that's how you build a community through a podcast is one by one. It's not, it's a, it's a, it can be a really kind of long, hard slog. So if you're a guest and you're helping, you're recognizing saying, Hey, I, I understand that growth is important and I'm going to help you with that. I really want to share this episode with my community. I know they would benefit so much from listening to your podcast every week. Oof, that's going to go a long way. Lovely. Okay. So obviously you get on the other podcast to grow your business in hopes to make more profits, right? So since you are the expert, please give us some tips for a successful podcast interview that's going to convert and actually help you attract those dream clients through these guessing opportunities. This is what it's all about, right? It's of course making impact. It's of course growing your brand, being more credible. And for many of us, it's also about making sure that people know that they can take a next step with your business. So there's one big mistake that I see 99% of podcast guests make. And that is at the end of the episode where the host will almost always say, this was great. Where can people go to learn more about you and what you have to offer? Most people will say, just go to my Instagram, go to my website. That's great. The problem saying that is that when most people are listening to a podcast, they're very rarely actually looking at their phones or holding their phones or sitting in front of their computer. They're driving, they're grocery shopping, they're walking the dog, they're doing something that has their full attention and they usually can't just pop over to Instagram and follow you right away, which means that you really want to leave them with a next step, a call to action that's going to be memorable and really high value. For most people, follow me on Instagram is just not high value enough to make people go, oh, I got I to pull off the highway right now and make sure that I follow her. It's just, we just, we know what happens on Instagram. It's usually, there's some value there, but if you can bring people to something that is a really high value next step, if it's free, that's even better. If you can really articulate what the value of that next step is going to be for them. So really lay out what the value proposition is of going and taking that step. And make sure it's memorable too, because likely they can't take the action right now. So it's going to have to linger in their brains and percolate in their brains for the next hour while they finish their grocery shop. And then they're going to take the call to action later when they remember. So invite them somewhere that's going to add a ton of value. That's going to be a next step based on what they heard you talk about in that interview and make sure it's memorable too, because that is going to make or break whether someone comes and connects with you after they hear you or not. Yeah. Great tip. So where can we find you, Kelly? Well, now I get to put it into practice. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I first want to just say thank you so much, Lucy, for having me. I'm so grateful to be able to connect with your audience and share some tips and tricks with them. If you are listening to this and you're like, I really would love to do a podcast tour. I don't know where to get started, but I have a feeling that guesting on podcasts is going to do more for my business than just endlessly posting on social media. I have a really, really valuable free masterclass that's 90 minutes long. It's packed with value. And I'll teach you three things during that masterclass. The first is how to lay out the steps of a podcast tour from start to finish. So you know exactly what you're going to have to do to have a successful tour that converts. Number two is how to, we go really deep into how to craft a pitch that's going to be really compelling. So what do you include? What do you leave out? How do you approach the pitching conversation in a way that feels really good for you and for the person on the other side? And then the third thing I'll share with you in the masterclass is how to generate $10,000 in sales minimum from every interview that you do without ever actually selling anything. So you never have to be in sales mode. So if you want to take a look at that masterclass, maybe we can include the link in the show notes, or you can send me a DM on Instagram with just the word class and I'll send it right to you, but it's super valuable, totally free. And I definitely recommend checking it out. If you want to learn the full process 
and go really deep in those three things. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, Kelly. So before I let you go, what is your favorite quote that you go by in life? Oh my gosh. My mom used to tell me all the time that it's not the destination, it's the journey. And I tuned her out for like 20 years. And it's only when I started my business that I recognized I get what she's talking about. There's the destination. You're always going to move that goalpost a little bit. You're always going to have a new goal. The second you think you've reached your destination, you're going to have a new one. So you better start enjoying the journey. So that as maybe cliche as it is, that really is something that I think about constantly as a business owner. It's like, I got to enjoy this journey because the destination is just going to keep changing. I love that. And I say this a whole lot. Enjoy Mm -hmm. every wrong turn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Every wrong turn. So many wrong turns, Lucy. I'm right there with you. Awesome. Have a beautiful rest of the day. Thank you so much for having me. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 